Marriage at Golgotha, everyone. I am Felicia Penn, and I'm joined here today with my wonderful husband, Wayne. How you doing, babe? I'm good, babe. What about you? I'm doing well, doing well. Awesome. What's going on, everyone? Listen, if you're scratching your heads, probably wondering what the phrase marriage at Golgotha means, just focus on the last word. Uh, the word Golgotha in the Hebrew basically means the place of the skull. Uh, you might be more familiar with the term Calvary. It's the place or the location where Jesus was crucified. So the premise behind what my wife and I are doing is that we believe that any successful marriage begins at the cross. Exactly. And that's pretty much our uh, basis of marriage, mm -hmm. um, being Christ-centered. Right. And we've been married now about 10 years, oh, right? 10 years, yep. 10 years, close to uh, it's almost a decade. Yes. And so, um, of course, we haven't always uh viewed marriage as that um, it took us some time to kind of get here where we are right now True. and again it's not a lot of time in the game compared to a lot of marriages out there but um, we're excited you know because we've learned a few things in these recent years yes. and so we're just excited to kind of share with others about some of the things that we learn and our experiences our trials um, that we face throughout marriage and even the things that are to come and so today we want to talk about some of the uh, dynamics of uh, marriage and kind of how we came together, so to speak. Yes. So for those that may have seen our vlogs, you might already be familiar with some of the things that we discuss. We decided to make the transition from primary, primarily video to primarily audio because we want to be a little more consistent. Both of us are working parents, and we just got a lot going on, y'all. So exactly. we figured that the switch to audio would make it a little easier on us. So bear with us, we're gonna make it work. Awesome, awesome. So uh, let's transition into you know what we want to talk about today. Again, how we got together. Yes. And so I like to call it uh, the melting pot, so to speak. Oh. You know, kind of how we came together. And so, um, with, I want to share um, the uh, way how we how we met. Actually, um, if you don't mind, I want to go first. Go ahead, baby. ladies first. <laughs> Just to kind of. So I grew up uh, mostly um, in a single parent um, home for the most part. I did have a large family. Um, I do have a large family: seven uh, sisters and four brothers. My dad was there um, in the beginning. However, um, he passed away. Uh, when I was young and so my mom was a single parent and growing up in a single family home as a lot of you know it had some negative and some positives uh, the positive aspect was it, it really pushed me to be a doer it pushed me into that doer role and so that's one of the reasons why I always stay so busy yeah. Wayne knows that yeah um, and of course it has some negative aspects too as well and I'll share some of that with you all but um, like I said, it, it was it was a little rough, but we were a close knit family, but we were also a very private family. I grew up in one of those homes where mom said what happens in the house stays in the house, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, that was one of, you know, the real strict rules of our family. Um, my mom was a very, very strong woman. I can remember her getting up at four o'clock in the morning traveling to a two-hour job she was always a very very hard worker and she always instilled in us you know very good morals and values um, about respect respecting each other respecting ourselves 
for the most part, I we did go to church on a regular basis. You know, it wasn't you weren't going to stay home on Sundays. Amen. Um, <laughs> things like that. Um, I had a grandmother that lived next door. Um, we had animals. We had chickens. We had, uh, I think, a couple of hogs. <laughs> but um, I was kind of like a country bougie type, you know, kid. Kind of a mix. Yeah, yeah kind of a mix of, of both. But um, for the most part, I, w- I will say that I think that I had a good childhood. We had some some rough transitions there um, for a while. Uh, we spent a few years in a foster home as well before we transitioned to back to my mom. But uh, again, I'll say, you know, some of the dynamics of, of our family was, um, you know, the Sunday dinners. We always did that. That was a big thing. Um, Christmas time. Um, it was always, you know, everyone came came together, you know. Like I said, we had some hard times, but for the most part, it, it was, you know, pretty good. Um, I participated in sports, um, did, you know, ROTC, a lot of fun things. I, I, I think I was I was a doer. I was always trying to stay um, busy yeah, in yeah. doing something, some type of activity uh, of that sort. Um, but I never really got to see what marriage was supposed to look like um, as a child growing up. I had some family members, you know, that were married, but a lot of people um, in my family mostly were, you know, were, were single. Um, so, um, would you like to share your background? Sure. So, with me, my background is is different from hers. I had a two-parent home. Mom and dad were both there. Both of them were in the military at some point in their lives. Dad was in the Army for 24 years. Mom was a field medic for about three or four years. That played a very important role in how our family dynamic was shaped. Dad was very militaristic, not in the sense that he was outright mean, but discipline was big. Uh, How we did things was orderly. Uh, you know, we had regimens for the most part as far as, you know, chores and, and behavior and that kind of thing. And it wasn't, wasn't in a negative sense. It was just very, very disciplined, somewhat strict. You know, we couldn't go everywhere, couldn't do everything. Uh, and on top of that, add to that, that dad's a preacher. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very heavily involved in ministry. Uh, and mom is right, right there along with them. Uh, she's a missionary. Uh, they, they've pastored and, and been in that role for quite a while. They pastored in Hawaii, I believe from 82 to 85. I probably have that wrong. No, 85 to 92. They pastored in Hawaii, transitioned from there, went to New Jersey, and Dad was intricately involved in ministry there along with Mom. Everywhere we've been, they've been very, very, very heavily involved in the church, and that played a huge part in the upbringing of my little brother and I. Unlike my lovely wife, there's only two of us, <laughs> me and my little brother Josh. So yeah, that that di- dynamic was a lot different. We didn't have the same uh, same demands on us as far as siblings were concerned. We didn't necessarily have to share everything. We didn't have to necessarily be doing all the time. You know, for the most part, uh, the only demands really that we had on us were to adhere to you know the behavior and as well as the chores and that kind of thing so our our childhood it was somewhat sheltered in the sense that we didn't have a whole lot of perhaps the struggles that my wife had to face due to the fact that she did have a 
single parent household. You know, the, the dynamics were different. Um, you know, and again, going back to the church thing, my life was always under a microscope. Anything I did was analyzed by nearly everybody. You know, I'd try to fit into school and they point to you and say, you know what, aren't you Pastor Penn's kid? You're a preacher kid. Right, yeah, get out of here with that. You can't be here, you can't do this, you can't say this. And, you know, for a while that bothered me and for a while I was, I struggled with, you know, trying to find out who I was. Everybody goes through the identity issues, the identity crisis, you know, when you're a teenager, preteen, that kind of thing. For me in particular, it was just kind of finding myself outside of you know mom and dad's shadow gotcha you know because anytime that you you have that dynamic of growing up in the church and having both parents heavily involved in ministry like they were and still are it's a struggle at times to really find you and so that was that was a huge turning point in my life when I did actually find myself and, and really find out who God wanted me to be that's really one of the things that I, you know, really admired and I liked about your family dynamics, you yeah. know, that you guys were really close. That was something, you know, um, my family we were close, but not to the sense that, you know, that you guys were. And I kind of felt a little slighted, um, you yeah. know, because yeah. I felt like, wow, that's like, yeah, it was, it looked like a perfect family almost. Yeah. And this could be deceiving, you know, not taking anything away from my family, but it is far from perfect. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I know that now and I'm married to you. Right. right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. And I, I hear what you're saying, babe, but I think in a sense that strength also kind of became a weakness in a sense. You know, when we came together, because me coming from a close knit family where we were for the most part open about a lot of things towards each other you know we, we didn't we rarely kept secrets you know we didn't really keep a whole lot of stuff from each other we were pretty open we talked here and there you know mom and dad were you know pretty they were pretty vocal about making sure that we shared with each other and we, we conversed and we communicated but coming into a marriage with an individual like yourself who came from a family who was much more private it it was a weakness in the sense that I did not really know how to adjust to that right away yeah I, I hear you and um that's really what I like you know that God really did with us and how he brought us together and you know how both of our different backgrounds were able to you know contribute to um having a I don't want to use the word successful because I don't really view it like that maybe solid yeah solid. You know, I think solid. he's right. really forming us to become more solid I agree. I agree. Um, and so I think anytime when you have two people that are coming together again we're talking about a melting pot right. and so let's think about the aspect of different ingredients that oh. Um, oh, like everybody that. brings you know each individual that each individual right. brings you know right. the man bring some things and then a woman brings some things because yeah. again it's two totally different backgrounds exactly. yes we're both african-americans <laughs> but we don't all have the same no, you know culture when it comes to how we were raised yeah. and you know our values and things of that nature right. and so um some of the ingredients one of the uh, major ingredients when i'm thinking about the negative aspect i like to deal with that first yeah. um that I brought into it was a lot of resentment and and some hurt um, you know I don't have time to share the whole 
um, story about, you know, losing my dad and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, learning exactly how a man is supposed to treat you. Right. What right. are your expectations supposed to be, you know, of a husband or in a relationship when you're dating? I didn't have those things. Right. And so because I didn't, you know, get those things, I went through a lot of different relationships that I should not have been in a lot of different situations that I shouldn't have been in that um, led me to you know to have a lot of resentment a lot of hurt a lot of pain and those things don't of course healed you know um, overnight and some of those things I even brought you know the the hurt into the marriage so Mm -hmm. to speak Um, you know yeah most definitely and so I guess if we're starting with the negative I think Piggybacking off of that, one negative thing that I brought, uh, and again, you know, you, you, it's the negative aspects, they're subjective. I mean, one person may view it as negative, another may view it as positive, but uh, I think one of the negative things I brought was that I had this, you mentioned it before, how you admired our family dynamic. You know, mom and dad, there's a solid marriage, and you know, it just seems like it's just the, the poster boy, you know, families, that kind of thing. And, don't get me wrong, my wife, my mom and dad are solid in their marriage, and I, I thank God for their example. I think my issue was when I came into our marriage, I thought because their marriage was so solid that I could take their same dynamic, bring it into ours, mm-hmm. and think that it fit. And what I failed to realize is that they have their own puzzle, we have our own puzzle. Mm-hmm. I can't take a piece from their puzzle and make it fit into ours. So it, 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 it took a while for me to, to really, and it, it was nothing but God. You know, he, he, had to, he really had to break down some walls in my mind about what it really means to make our own marriage work. And I had to kind of, I had to really dial back some of what I preconceived about a successful marriage and really learn how to just, as the Bible says, dwell with my wife with understanding. Yeah. Get to know you, get to know your dynamics, get to understand what makes you tick. You know what it is about you like some of the resentment some of the hurt you know I wasn't totally prepared for that okay yeah. so I guess that ingredient would be your own preconceived notion yeah, yeah. of you know what you think it's supposed to be like right you know right. you already have the puzzle exactly. built instead of allowing the puzzle to yeah. come together well I mean that and you have people you know that growing up who try to marry you off yeah. I mean I, I experienced that everybody had their own preconceived notion of who it is I was going to marry and so in you and I, even when we started dating, you and I yes. both know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we felt like we just were both inadequate. I think that was the word yeah. that we yeah, would we always use. Words. I feel inadequate yeah. uh, or you felt inadequate, right. so to speak. But right. I, again, that's one of the things that I really um, love about what God you know, did with us. Of yeah. course, opposites attract. I mean, we have a lot of things that um, we both have in common. But our backgrounds were very, very different. And in some ways, we we came to find out that they were very similar. So, but, um, you know, I think there there are a lot of negative aspects, you know, ingredients that people bring into marriage. Like I said, you know, hurt, resentment, Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, past issues, a lot of baggage, baggage. so to speak. But um, one of the really great you know or positive aspects I like this part um <laughs> coming you know um from from my background that i think that i brought into it like i said about my mom just being a hard worker this was one of the things that she really 
um, instilled into us, yes. you know, um, and even though I did not get to see her as a, a wife, you know, as I got older, mm -hmm. I still remember her being a strong woman right. and being a great mother, um, you know, so she really pushed me to, to be a, a leader. So I think bringing that, you know, the great work ethics, yeah. um, things of that nature was something positive that, that I brought into it. And yeah. so when you're looking for a spouse or when you're looking to get, you know, to get married, you know, I think that's one of the things that you really should consider. What am I bringing that's negative? What am I bringing that's really positive? And you have to be open-minded about those things. You do. Um, when you're talking to that individual, and it's important to be honest. And, I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is that we're all going to bring some baggage. Yes, because no individual is perfect. We're all going through, you know certain things in our life yeah. so it's gonna happen it is, it is. Um, one of the great things that I, I love about um, what God did with us as far as a key ingredients that that we had before we got married I think we both um, had our own encounter with God we had a relationship with God we did oh that was that was a big draw for both of us we it seemed like we were both running after God at the same pace. You know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was like this, almost like this magnetic type connection. When we both realized it, it was just like, boom. Because, you know, both of us at that time, you know, were coming out of bad relationships. And when yeah. we actually kind of got over our own hurt and looked across the aisle, so to speak, at the other person, it was just like, boom. Like, you know, we, we both, it's funny because we both started talking around that time about what we were looking for because <laughs> mm -hmm. we we're both so hurt, you know, and and we both started talking about what we were looking for. And all of a sudden the light bulb came on, like y'all are kind of talking along the same lines. Yeah. And you were my friend first, though. Yeah. we yeah, There's this running joke. <laughs> there's this running joke, y'all. Uh, we kind of considered each other brother and sister, so to speak. Not blood. <laughs> Not blood. You know, but yeah. I mean, you, you, nah, it, yeah. Yes, but you, we, you were my brother in Christ. Yes, and you were my sister in Christ. Yes. And we gave each other brotherly and sisterly hugs. Yes. And, we, you know, we referred to each other as sis and bro and all that kind of stuff. And it, it was it was nice, but others that pick on us now kind of notice that perhaps there was going to be more. And as it turned out, God planned for there to be more as well. And it, 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 it's just funny how it all came together. Which brings me to another key ingredient that I brought, um, my oldest daughter, Corey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's um, 16 years old now, but I think when we started dating, she was... Um, four or five, right? She was about four years old mm -hmm. um, when we started dating. And so that was definitely an ingredient because now <laughs> we're a blended family. Yes, we are. Um, which uh, can be a struggle. You know, for some people, because I, again, I had my ideas of how, you know, I wanted to raise my child, right. um, so to speak. And when you have an individual who has a child and the other individual doesn't have a child, um, it's definitely a learning process it is. Um, for that other individual because they have their ideas, you know, as to how 
you know, the child should be raised, right. you know, different values now are crossing. Yeah. And so yeah. let's talk about how we dealt with that because that was definitely that was um, a transition. Speaking <laughs> of ideas, a lot of people had their own ideas about, and I'm just going to be real, yeah. the kind of lady I should marry. Me, the preacher's kid, uh, you know, they, they kind of had, some people had issues with preacher's son marrying an unwed mother and we and we struggled with that yeah we, we struggled did. with you know a lot of whisperings that we hear around people you know people that we were we felt we were pretty close with that we, we kind of heard of whisperings uh, they're not really right for each other this that and the other and i'm so glad we didn't listen to that. i am too man <laughs> it, 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 if we did if we hadn't gotten married it'd have been really whack i mean we we y'all we've <laughs> we've really we've really got a connection y'all and honestly one of the things that I believe God gave me to say to my wife, who was then uh, my girlfriend, in order to help her get over that inadequacy that we were talking about, I pointed out to her that, look, both of us feel from God that you were the person that we're supposed to, I'm supposed to be with, yes. bottom line. We, that, that, that's one of the, the, the glues that holds us together. We feel like God put us together, bottom line. And for me to try to be with anybody else even if they fit quote unquote the mold for a preacher's son yeah in my opinion going outside of what god wanted would basically be me settling for less exactly so you know regardless of what other people said we kind of had to push that out of our sphere of influence we kind of had to get that out of our ears we had to pray we even spent time praying and fasting because mm -hmm. we, we, we wanted to be so certain that this was a God thing, you know, and it, it, it was really, really tough at first. But thank God we got over it. Yeah, we, we did. And um, not to say that we didn't have any you know, issues or struggles after that, because yeah. we definitely Certainly. did. It's, it was a transition for for us. And of course, it was a transition for my, my daughter, Corey. Yeah. You know, she still has a relationship with her biological father. Mm -hmm. So you have the aspect of that as well. Um, so it, it was it was, you know, difficult, but it was definitely um a situation that I never ever regret so right now as far as the struggles we mentioned so one of the initial struggles I had was I always had in mind when I even conceived the idea of marrying Felicia that I wasn't just marrying her you know I was marrying her and Corey and I had in my mind I don't want the usual stepfather stepdaughter dynamic I wanted us to function like a father and a daughter. I wanted to view her as just as much mine as any other child that we may potentially have. And I wanted her to view me just like her father. I understood that I wasn't trying, I wasn't going to replace her biological father, but I wanted the dynamic of our relationship to be natural. And it was a struggle at first because, and this is, this is perhaps some advice for maybe any father or mother who's coming into a blended family relationship yeah. with a child that's not yours. You can't force the relationship. You can't force the child to view you as mommy or daddy, you know? And I had to learn that the hard way. You know, it, it bothered me at first <laughs> why Corey was reluctant to call me dad. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I mean, she, um, again, she was 
um, six years old yeah. um, when we got engaged. Right. And I even remember the night that you proposed to me. Um, <laughs> that court was like, "Is he? Does he get to go home with us now?" Yeah, and she was yeah. just so ecstatic and so happy. Yeah. And I was like, "No, you know, we're gonna wait about six months." Um, and then we're gonna have a wedding and you know get married and everything and she was just like oh why is everybody so excited if he's not going home with us tonight <laughs> uh, it was so funny it was adorable yeah. but uh, she was really really excited about it and then of course as she got older uh, we started to experience some changes but um, one of the things, one of the benefits, you know, now that she's 16, she just, you know, she loves the fact that, you know, I have my dad and then I have you my know. father, you yeah. know. So um, it's it's really been a blessing and I think yes. we can do a whole another segment alone yes. on blended families and I definitely think that we should, we should do that because a lot of people um, are experiencing, you know, blended families mm -hmm. now. Yeah, you're right, honey. Um, I think that'll definitely be a future episode of ours talking specifically about blended families and our own experiences with it because you're so right there's so many blended families nowadays that's definitely a topic worth discussing um you think this is a good place to wrap up yes i think it is i have definitely enjoyed this conversation today yeah yeah, yeah me too i always like talking with you um so everyone thank you all so much for tuning in this is this was our very first episode I, I am really excited about this this is the start of something i think really good i think it is too. yeah I think it is. most definitely so um hopefully we'll get this uh uploaded to itunes before i actually put this podcast out so for the apple users you can download it from the podcast app on your phone for the android users i'll definitely be looking for a potential podcatcher for you all as well that way we can make it accessible to everybody because we want everyone to tune in. So, uh, and if you like the podcast, please subscribe. That way, you know, whenever we put one out, you'll get it automatically. Um, so with that being said, we are signing off. Thanks everyone for tuning in to Marriage at Gaga. Awesome. Y'all have a great day.